Lux had a dog. Blam blam. It hates when he does a podcast. Bam blam. Dog. The dog was right. Damn yes, lamb. The dog is also everyone else, and they're right. <laughs> Van der Lamb is more of a fan of uh, of Kotaku uh, podcast. <laughs> I don't know. What's another gaming podcast? Um, uh, That's okay. Radio. This is the part. This is the part where Lux checks his email. Why carry the shawl? You just asked no, no, me no. a question. I had to think about the answer for a second. That's okay. I got an email here. Let's see. What do I got? I didn't know you were going to ask me to name gaming podcasts when we got on the show, <laughs> Griffin. I'm sorry. Um, Waypoint yeah, Radio is the answer to your question. That's Vanda Lamb gaming. prefers How Did This Get Laid played. She, she prefers How Did This Get Laid, a pickup artist podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> that just highlights like weird dude that somehow had sex. Yeah, we're just like, like, we're just like Brenkin, <laughs> Brenkin Modderston. <laughs> Wears a large hat and never shoes. How did never this washed get his laid? hands? <laughs> wow, a show everyone would love to see. I think I think we're ready for that. I think that's the greatest. I think you know that's the greatest gift that our beautiful president's given us: the ability to be toxic, the ability to open ourselves up to you know dangerous new ideas. That's true. I also do think this show has legs for one reason, one reason only, and that's that it's simultaneously deeply sex shamey and sex positive. Mm -hmm. It's like this yeah. guy had sex. He shouldn't have. It's bad that he did, but he did do it. And that's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> we can hold both those ideas in our hands at the same time. Yeah, that's really it's a good it's a good challenge to the old uh, neuroplasticity. Um, and that's something that you bam always want to be kind of strange. <laughs> that's our new catchphrase, Bam Lamb, that we say on every episode of this, the podcast you're listening to, which is a podcast about video games called the Game Boys Podcast. My name is Lux. Yo, I'm Griffin, and we're joined by the Black Betty herself, Haley, our producer. On the whoa, 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 ones and twos. The, the Black Betty herself sounds, I mean, maybe it's because of the games I've been playing, which we'll talk about, but it does sound like a, a, like a witch. Like a dangerous witch that you have to take care of in a JRPG. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that song was written by the Puritans in the uh, 1796. <laughs> that song was written during the Salem Witch Trials. Salem Witch Trials, yeah, exactly. Describe the arrest of Black Betty, <laughs> the darkest magic user in Salem, Massachusetts. Oh, wait, isn't Black Betty the name of the Vavitch villain? That's Black Phillip. And that's the goat. Whoa, Black oh, and Phillip. then her mom is, and then the goat's mom <laughs> is Black Betty. This checks out. Never mind. You're right. Um, it's based on the song. <laughs> somewhere, someone is like, "How did they? Someone finally cracked the code." <laughs> Actually, if you play Black Betty on a loop throughout the play, the play length of the witch, it, it syncs up perfectly. It syncs up perfectly. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it makes the movie better. Most of it's kind of boring. Uh, what's up? Um, not much. Do you really think that Vavitch was boring? I thought that the Vich definitely was like, it's like one of those joints that doesn't burn right to like the last quarter. And then you're like getting a full hit in like the last quarter. <laughs> That's a beautiful metaphor. <laughs> uh, perfect. Uh, now I really understand how you feel. Um, yeah. Hey, how's mm -hmm. it going, man? How's, how's this week for you? I'm doing great. I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm, you know, uh, I, I'm, I got a few stories, got a few news topics that I'd love to get into while you have been doing the hard on the groundwork of actually playing video games. I've been gaming up a damn storm. Mm -hmm. I've been you ripping through 
I've been through games so fast that I've had to switch games just to be like, I can't, I'm, I'm doing this game too fast. I got to save some of it for later. Can I play a different game? You need to start playing games in like the Goku's gravity chamber, you yeah. know, like make it harder on yourself. In a lot of ways, I've made this living room into a hyperbolic time chamber in that respect where like mm-hmm. I'm playing in one day. I play as many games as other people play in a hundred years. Exactly. Yeah. That's incredible. I don't know how you do it. Um, mostly by ignoring my responsibilities and getting very <laughs> tired. Yeah. Yeah. No, I do know how you do it. You haven't responded to my text. That's how. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's like it's weird because, you know, I was really excited about World of Warcraft these next couple of months. And then my life has just taken a completely different turn. I mean, now I'm playing games sporadically. I'm back into Warzone and I play that maybe an hour a day and then a little bit of Ratchet and Clank here or there. But yeah, I, I, I'm feeling like my, my life is busy um, in a way that I uh, feels good, but also I'm missing that crucial gaming aspect. Yeah, I mean, that's why... I, I play games all the time. I always play a little bit during the day, at least like sporadically. But every once in a while, I said sort of be like everything. I don't care how urgent things are or how much stuff matters. Everything needs to fuck off for 48 ish hours. And I'm going to play a fucking just a whole ass load of video games. And that's what I did. So I got a lot to report on. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, um, isn't that how firefighters work? They can only work like two days a week and then they just they stay there the rest of the time. Or is that nurses? It's a few occupations where it's like, listen, I did my job. Now it's now you can't talk to me. It's got to be a few, right? Construction um, workers. Yeah. President. I, I think most jobs you can kind of get away with that. Yeah. Yeah. As long as you actually um, did your job. <laughs> right. Right. Like, right. They, right. They kind of do. They're like, you're in trouble because you fucked up. And you're like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I did it already. And then they're mm-hmm. like, you're you have to go to jail now. Um, Mm -hmm. that's no good. You don't want that. But generally, yeah, I think you can, you can sort of, I've done my job and walk away from things. Well, while I was doing my real job outside of this podcast, um, I encountered a a real life event that made me think about the first sort of game that I wanted to talk about, which is not, which is a, a game that I've been just experiencing visually. Um, and that's, uh, I was driving downtown and I encountered the Free Britney protests. Good. You seen that? I didn't know that there was like on the ground actions happening, but I sort of I know the context. There's on the ground, there's there's mutual aid happening. They've got a library and they have a kitchen down there. It's incredible. Um yeah, they there's a free Britney protest. Britney was was in LA. She was downtown trying to um unsubscribe from her conservatorship uh and uh, unsub. Uh, she's trying to unsub folks and uh it got me thinking i was like you know britney needs a video game britney needs a video game and turned out she did have a video game i am very surprised that you are only learning of this now did you ever play this game oh, let's, 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 yeah let's, i played let's, this let's, game i'm dropping the beat i'm sharing screen Then this clip is this clip is out of control. <laughs> hand, 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 Brit, Brit. <laughs> um, this, so this uh, intro lasts for like five minutes yeah. before the game starts. <laughs> I remember this game. This game was like one of the early like weird rhythm capture games. Mm-hmm. Um, people people said that it was just like Simon Says, but worse. That's accurate. <laughs> 
Look at this first animation, though. <laughs> you gotta do that. Hey there, I'm Britney Spears. <laughs> my world tour is starting soon, so I'm holding auditions. We're just gonna be watching a Let's Play. Dancer. Since I spend so much time on the road with my dancers, they're like my family. In that they own so my life and yeah. don't let me go <laughs> they're anywhere. Like, they're like my family in that uh, they made me get an IUD. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. The, a lot of it is uh, a lot of it. A lot of the game is just telling Brittany who she can talk to on the phone. Um, incredible. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a it's a shitty game where you basically press triangle, square, circle, and X in front of her music videos, um, and you rarely get to play as Brittany, um, which is frustrating. Yeah. You're mainly playing as just a bunch of NPCs. I just remember this being like people I knew got like D got like other rhythm game things. Um, uh, or also express it. Actually, you know what I think I saw this the most was like someone, one of my friends would have a PlayStation two and then their parents for like Christmas would be like, Hey, for your little sister, we've gotten her Britney's dance beat. And everyone's like, no one wanted this. Like this, this helps no one. No one asked for this to be a Christmas present or whatever, but it would show up. And then it would be like, you know, one day just like, Oh, what other dumb game you have? And then try and be like, this game sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, like many elements in her life, she deserves better. And I think it's just like, why would you make a Britney Spears game and not allow Britney Spears to be playable or at least or get to play as her father? There'd just be a lot more going on there. Um, so if you could remake I, a Britney Spears game, what, what game, what would you make her game be? Um, it would be a dance game, but like her, but like her dances and songs do like they do summon fireballs and it is about it's about like going back in time and uh destroying her lineage so, so she's the final spears it would be like a rhythm dance game but sort of those ones that like it's not actually about like you controlling a dance person it's about you controlling like a character who's doing other actions but in rhythm yeah but, exactly. like sort of dancey because it's Britney spears yeah, I yeah, just okay. don't think this game captures her power levels. You got to be able to play as Britney. But it did also make me think I was like, wow, I mean, what a star. I mean, do we have any pop stars with a video game these days? I mean, I just imagine you can you imagine a Lord video game or an Ariana Grande video game. I certainly can't. An Ariana Grande video game where you steal donuts like from that one video <laughs> where she licked that donut real weird. <laughs> Man, that was like an era where like that's all it took for people to be mad at you. Yeah, I mean, does it take more or less now than licking a donut weird? I think that now people would like support her through that. It's weird. I think it's flipped. Yeah, I think that specific thing. I think people would be like, no, mm, that's a tough one. I think people would be like, that's a like someone works there and that's their job to handle those donuts and you've licked it. Yeah, but most people would want to eat that donut then. That's true. The definitely the <laughs> the perv contingent of that conversation would be much louder and more visible now. That's one thing that is indisputably the case because that's one army whose ranks will never stop growing. <laughs> there was um yeah, exactly. Their ranks go stronger. They are legion. Um well, I had someone who waited on Ariana Grande every day at the restaurant next to the Nickelodeon studio, and every single day she ate uh, a piece of salmon and strawberries, which is the weirdest, like fake, like almost video game character meal. Right. No, that is like when you're like in a fight in like an action RPG and you need to like quickly recover like 40 health. So you eat 30, eat 30 health worth of salmon and 10 health worth of strawberries. It's like, what the fuck? Strawberries? That just is not 
those flavors do not work. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Also, pretty weird that our food SS. What does that say about Ariana Grande? Wow. wow. Okay. Think about that. Think about that for a damn second. Think about that for the rest of this podcast. Um, yeah. So uh, I don't know. Of course, free Britney, but more importantly, make Britney a new video game. Yeah. Maybe that's the first thing she'll do when she's free. Do you know what I mean? She'll be like, yeah, it's in her, it's in her claws that she can't game. Oh my God. If someone conservatored me into not being able to game, I just, I, who, I, who, what could, who, what could have happened? I don't want to say because it was, it's, I mean, some sort of self harm <laughs> or just like some sort of Aaron Yeager destroy the world type of vibe. It would, it would get, it would violate the uh, anchor terms of service. So we'd ha- we can't say it on the podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. And they've been looking for a reason to kick us off. They've damn. been, they've been, look, they've been, they've been like, damn, these guys are going to go to Substack any second now. Yeah. That's the one thing keeping us here is that they know we'll take our podcast straight to Substack. <laughs> um, so tell me about a game you've been playing this okay, week. Yeah, we'll switch it off. Um, I'll start with the ones that I think you're going to care less about so we can save the big ones for later. So I've been playing this game called Dark Deity and Dark Deity is a is a it's a fire emblem. It is it is such a fire emblem to the point that it is shocking to me that no one from Fire Emblem has like sent them an email to be like, you can't do this. <laughs> like the character designs are very similar. You got your sword guy. You got your bow guy. You got your magic guys. Everyone can class into new jobs as they level up. Some of the jobs have horses, arrows, beat flying things, blood, it's all the stuff that you're used to from Fire Emblem stuff. It's all yeah, but here. Fire Emblem didn't invent any of that. They just invented like the squares, the blocks. Right. Well, it is also a tactics RPG in the style of Fire Emblem. Yeah. <laughs> and specifically the Fire Emblem thing that makes it distinct from other tactics RPGs is the whole like attack counter attack thing. And that also is in this game nice um, so it's a, it's a clone and but are the characters sexy are they cute the characters are sexy and cute the gameplay is very fun the story exists sure. um and is like clear, it. is clear um they have the bond system but the bond system's a little bit inscrutable but it does exist and you get to do bonds with people and talk to people and that's always fun just like friendships, inscrutable. I never know where me and you are at right now. I, don't, I wish I had a rank system. Yeah, I wish someone could just be like seventy uh, percent between B and A. <laughs> Three more battles together. Weird. Oh. I'm I'm hated by this by the Lux faction. <laughs> well, you know the faction doesn't represent every individual member. Um, that's true. That's true. But uh, yeah, so it's it's really fun. Um, one thing I like about it, which is a reason you might like it, is or thing you might get into about it too, is that. It is very streamlined. It is like you have a fight. There is a cutscene. You go to the camp menu where you can spend money and points and you can click on all the body conversations you've unlocked. You can watch those press advance fight cutscene camp menu. Da, 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 da. Like it's it's very streamlined. There's very little. There's no running around. There's no sort of like useless NPC conversations, which I like, but they don't have them. Um, it's just like everything serves a purpose. It's very streamlined. And so you move from fight to fight to fight pretty quickly. Um, and the fights are fucking hard, man. The fights are not easy. It um, sounds like, well, this all sounds like better than the most recent Fire Emblem I played, which had a little too much running around aimlessly in the center hub and a little too easy. 
Yeah, it does. That's that's what I was going to say, is that if you are looking for that fire experience, especially if you're only playing video games like an hour or two a day, this is a really good one because you can just like do a fight or two and then bail. Um, It's it's really good so for that. What's the catch, though? What's the catch? Because these clones, they always have a hideous underbelly. Um, I haven't. Co- well, here's the catch. Um, There's like a complicated weapon system that. I don't understand and it hasn't there been it a is. problem yet. <laughs> okay. So like I feel like there's a lot more to this game that I could figure out how to do better. Uh-huh. Um but I haven't and it hasn't really mattered. Which I think is kind of an indict of that part of the system, you know what I mean? Like if you have right. this intricate sword thing that I can just be like, "Yeah, I'll just level up everyone's punching like strongest punch item and then just punch into eternity." Like then maybe the system doesn't need to be so overwrought. But no, for the most part, this is a clone that really does the damn job like it if it, it, it scratches that itch um nice you can't tell which one is which you're i'm pointing a gun at both and they're telling me that they're the original yeah exactly um fire emblem is like I, look and I, kill, I kill them both because i'm out of, i don't got enough time <laughs> i'm busy man i'm busy man <laughs> if i over here is like i got a sword and my hair changed color and then dark tea dishes up and like i got a sword and my hair changed color and it's like well i just don't know what to do with all this um, it's mm-hmm. even down to like it's you play as kids who are in a school who get hired who get called into the war, like it's v- just like really doing all the classic beats. Ooh, I think it looks. It's weird because it's like it's kind of like it's not exactly as top down as you'd expect. It does look like almost like side two D turn based, but it is still squares. Interesting. Yeah, it's it looks a lot more like the Super Nintendo Fire Emblems and stuff. Uh, and then when like when you go into an encounter, like there's like a full like 2D animation sequence. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean it's yeah, fun. fun. You might fuck with it. It's twenty dollars on Steam. It's pretty good. Oh um, man, this is this would be a Switch for sure. This would be a Switch game for sure. Oh, if it played on the Switch, that would be super good. Oh, it wouldn't just play, it would drive. Um <laughs> yeah, okay, this looks cool. This looks cool. Um All right. check actually one. This, you said this was this is probably you said this was one I wouldn't be excited about. I accidentally skipped the one you'd be least excited about, but I think that the math is gonna work out such that we don't it doesn't matter. Okay. I'll give you one more before we go back to me. Okay, then I'll do that one that you're not going to care about and get through it fast. This game is called Griftlands, and I remember that you okay, didn't... Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Our next... <laughs> Damn. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, Griftlands, remember... huh? Do what I... is this? You play as Dave Rubin, huh? Whoa. Um, Sorry. It's Slam kind of like a, like a cyberpunk or like post-apocalyptic punk kind of RPG, but it's like a roguelike deck builder situation. So you're buying cards. The cool things about it are that you have a deck for talking to people and a deck for fighting people. And Mm. you kind of have two distinct strategies and two distinct kind of mini games that you do for those, um, Mm -hmm. which is pretty fun. Um, It's just it gets a little I mean, I really like it, but I can imagine it getting a little like um, like frustrating because you're going to play through the same loop over and over again, like the same story, because like you have to unlock stuff to get strong enough to eventually beat the story in the way that like these roguelike deck builders work, you know, mm. where like every time so you, the, the story is short and you have to like relive it a bunch. Well, it's not that short. It's just that you like I got 40 percent through the first story on my first run and it's like, OK, well, I'm going to replay that 40 percent. Uh, it won't be it won't be identical, but it'll be similar. I don't understand at all what that means. So you, got, you start you, over you, at the beginning every time you lose. 
Oh, I see. Okay. So, uh, so it's like a roguelike. Yeah, but it doesn't change. Well, it doesn't seem to change that that much from run to run. Like the story itself stays the same. The particular events and challenges change. Hmm. Um, okay. Which just means you sit through like some samey conversations a lot, which is a little annoying. Ah, uh, that sucks. Can you skip through them? Yeah, I think so. I haven't. I haven't. Uh, press the button to do it yet but i'm hoping i can because i'm about to restart one of those characters the first time soon i really like the the art style of this one the art is fucking sweet i think it's kind of interesting yeah it looks great um and how are these how are these conversation because i'm i obviously we all know how a deck kind of game goes in terms of combat but then like what is this are these like conversation circles like is that what's happening here so what happens is the very basic version is you have cards that attack their arguments and cards that defend your arguments. Okay, this uh, is the debate lord video yeah, game. This debate, is awesome. It is debate lord okay. And then you can, can I play, use straw men? And you can I use straw men and steel men? Surely there's a card called straw men. I haven't gotten it yet. Um, but wait then, a second. Okay, I think I like this game. And then as you play your arguments, like they do different things. Like some arguments will give your like hostile arguments more damage or your negotiation arguments will do like extra bonus things depending on what other arguments you have out and they'll like stack on top of each other and do things oh wait this is kind of rocks this is how much is this uh, is this 20 percent of the game or is it like a big meaty like 50 50 combat dialogue um honestly it's like pretty sliding scale like my first run was very combat heavy um but that's because i was still learning how to gauge like how to make choices about like risk calculation and stuff. But this run mm-hmm. that I'm doing now, I've done like pretty much 50, 50, if not like a little bit more talking than fighting. Damn this, this, uh, this looks interesting too. You, you, all these games that you're downplaying. I'm like, this is my, this is my, this is my game. I think these right are now. ones that I think you're going to like all, I think one thing about this, this weekend is that I, unlike usually I didn't like play any obscure hundred hour JRPG that no one cares about. I like only played games that I think, are like good and accessible to everyone <laughs> for they're for humans yeah, yeah. games for, i think i played four games that are four people um so i think there's not going to be one that you can that is going to get the same sort of like when i'm like yeah i played a bad fan translation of a 120 hour game yeah. about building a boat um like it's not gonna be anything like that they made, they made fitz Coraldo the the video game <laughs> we just gotta get over this mountain <laughs> That would be so cool, actually. Um, I would. Her, Herzog needs to make a game before before he leaves this earth. Um, wow, that's really interesting too. Uh, I like both of those games, and I am excited to hear about the next two. But before that, I wanted to do a little bit of a, a little bit of a new segment, a little bit of a reading segment here for the show. Um, I have been enjoying our conversations about the state of. Uh, online gamers the state of specifically twitch streamers and you know we've talked a lot about um what a lot of uh female streamers are doing on the platform so i think it's time to cast our male gaze to the other side of the spectrum to the men of twitch would you say that this one's for the boys i'd say that this one is for the boys everyone else can stop listening 
viewership doesn't change at all. Uh, so, um, this article is called Top Twitch Streamers Fight Over Sketchy Gambling Streams. This is by Nathan Grayson from Kotaku. And I just uh, thought there was a few interesting takes here and potentially some contentious disagreements between me and Lux. Let's hope all that happens. Um, but let's get right into the article here. Gambling streams are nothing new on Twitch. For years, streamers have sunk money into slot machines and poker, often in conjunction with casino websites and other gambling gambling companies. Though allowed on Twitch, these channels have a history of engaging in sketchy behavior. Recently, some of the biggest names on Twitch have adopted high-rolling lifestyles, leading other big names to question whether they're leading impressionable fans down a dark road. Over the course of the past few months, gambling has become a popular pastime of Twitch's upper echelon, with streamers like Felix, XQC, Langle, Tyler, Trainwrecks, Nick Nam, and Aiden Ross getting in on the action. <laughs> Trainwrecks, yeah, like Nick Nam is an incredible Tra- gambler name. Now, I've always known him as Trainwrecks TV. I never knew his name was really Tyler Nick Nam. Trainwrecks um, Nick Nam is such a good high roller name. Actually, yeah, I'm going to quickly put that in my list of names for my space RPG really fast. <laughs> um, go on. Yeah, Nick Nam stealing no, money from kids. It's 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 almost like he had no choice in the matter. He had to do this. This is birthright. Uh, legal gambling is allowed on Twitch with the site sporting official sections for slots and poker. In many cases, gambling streams are the result of sponsorships from companies with plentiful skin in the game who often provide streamers with referral codes and currency to blow during the broadcast. While streamers are required to disclose sponsored ads, they do not always note that they're being given money with which to gamble. They proceed to seek hundreds or or thousands of dollars into slot machines on sites like Stake, a self-described Bitcoin casino whose terms of service prohibit U.S.-based users from participating due to gambling laws. However, some users are getting around this by using VPNs. Um, so there's one thing, yeah, I think that's really important. When, when we think about gambling in 2021, a large percentage of gambling culture is being subsumed by Bitcoin culture. Yes. I mean, that's always there's always been like crossover between like gambling and stocks, stock market stuff. And crypto is definitely glommed onto that as well, for sure. Um, that said, gambling rules. Um, it's cool to do and fun. <laughs> Um, my biggest issue with this is like, yeah, if you're gambling in front of children with someone else's money, you gotta tell them it's someone else's money. (laughs) You gotta be like, this is a special thing I'm doing that you can't do. Because the thing is, it's not, that's not gambling. That's playing with the house's money. Yeah. Like that, like that's not, that's not gambling at all. That's That's like, it's like completely pretending to, to do anything because I mean, if I am to take Lux, you at, you know, if in good faith, I'm sure part of the reason that you like gambling is, you know, the thrill of the kill, right? Yeah. No, you have to, you have to be able to lose. It's like in. It's like in that one episode of Yu Yu Haku show where the guy loses a bet of, on his life and the other guy's like, you don't have to kill yourself. And he's like, no, I do, because otherwise gambling <laughs> doesn't matter. Um, like you have to be. Yeah. Like right. you have to be willing to lose. And the, the risk of losing is what makes it fun. Yeah, that's definitely 100 percent the case. Um, and, and also, I mean, let's be real. When did you begin gambling? Uh, when I was like tw- tw- in my 20s. 
Right. Now, imagine you are 12 years old. <laughs> right. And like the only money I have access to really is like my mom's credit card. Yeah. Um, and, and so like all of all of that stuff starts to, you know, um, make make this a little more complicated because 12 year olds aren't allowed to sit in the Vegas casino. Right. Like, I don't think they're allowed to sit at the at the table. Yeah, no, they're not uh, even allowed I'm, to sit at the grown up table, much less a gambling table. <laughs> but they are allowed to smoke cigarettes in Vegas. That is that's that's um that's real. That's called freedom. Um, that's called freedom. Yeah. And that's why that's why my Twitter bio says freedom. Anyone whose Twitter bio says I believe in freedom, they believe in it. And they believe Trust kids them. and they believe kids should smoke cigarettes in Las Vegas. <laughs> Explicitly, <laughs> yeah. that is what it means when they say that. And so mm-hmm. you know, just keep that in mind when you're judging them. Yeah. Yeah. The cigarettes have uh, dollar bills on them from the gulch. So um, big money streams make for tense viewing punctuated by the odd four hundred thousand dollar payout, but also content that is very but also content that is very straightforwardly advertorial in nature. In short, gambling streams provide streamers with high stakes broadcasts and gambling companies with long form ads watched by thousands or hundreds of thousands of viewers. Oh, and streamers also make Lots of money, big money to hear them tell it. Over the weekend, popular streamer Misgif said an unnamed company offered him $35,000 an hour to stream while gambling on their website. During a stream earlier this month, Ross revealed even more eye-popping figures mistakenly opening Discord DMs in which a crypto casino called Dual Bits seemingly offered to pay Ross and other big name streamers. 1.6 million dollars a month which ross turned down because of a better offer from another site that included referral code money and paid expenses yeah i mean right so this this is the thing like you the article and you hit on the actual things going on here is we aren't actually talking about gambling streams. We're talking about advertising streams. We're talking about streams that are meant to sell gambling to children and dumb people, but we're not actually watching people gamble. They're getting paid to pretend to do gambling. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. that obviously sucks ass. <laughs> right. Um, uh, Lego also, also like, recently revealed his payouts, albeit in more confusing fashion, suggesting he lost $300,000 because he gambled outside of a sponsored stream, effectively providing free advertising, but won almost $3 million due to genuine addiction. Um, so, yeah, it's like uh, it, it's this bizarre realm where it's like people are getting paid not just through the Twitch ecosystem, but they're literally just getting paid to do whatever on Twitch now. And it's like absurd, absurd, absurd amounts of money. Yeah, that's like, this is, it is becoming weird. And it's especially just like one of these things where it's like, there's so many ways in which money is being spent poorly in the world. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, I, I just keep thinking about this tweet Tim Faust did that was like, oh, we can't raise the wages of people who work at Taco Bell. Otherwise, tacos will be three hundred dollars. But no one cares if Taco Bell spends five hundred million dollars on an ad where two dudes gangbang a chalupa like and like it's just like money being spent in the weirdest and least, least helpful ways. And this is just such an example of that is just like this doesn't help anyone. It only really hurts people except for very, very rich people. And it's just like there's nothing to really do about it. Mm-hmm. Except for like banned yeah. gambling streams, but like 
they're not going to do that. Yeah. And I, I would also say like it, for, for me, the, the, the thread or the consistent um, theme that I'm noticing is it's all about Bitcoin. Like I said at the top, which, you know, as we know, and by the way, Lux, uh, you never told me what that you responded to that email with. So I'm just going with fuck oh. Bitcoin. Oh yeah. I did. <laughs> I, I decided not to. I just like when I realized, so, okay, let me, let's just, uh, part of the, like, let's just pull up the curtain for a second. We got an email from a company that was a crypto for gamers company. And like most of our show is making fun of, ga- of crypto anyway. So this is never actually going to happen. Um, and I was going to email them back to ask, but then I saw that the name of it was GMR and I realized that that's just gamer with no vowels. And I got so mad. I got so mad at this that they would dare to ask. And I just haven't emailed them back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, who's taking who's taking away the vowels? Come on. It's just like this is too on the nose. Like this is just too. It's it's everything I hate about the kind of company it is all at once. And I just can't do it. <laughs> yeah. And, and, let, and let's be real. It's like we are in this really weird era where it's like people are still coming up to me at parties being like, did you invest any in Doge without like making the connection about and then like five seconds later being like, God, it's so hot because of climate change. Like, and they're just like make like this gen there's, there's this like, I don't know if people are choosing to not know, or if it's just, we haven't had an Oscar award-winning documentary about it yet, but it just really feels like everyone is going to feel like morally stained by this whole entire ecosystem. And specifically with gambling, it seems like, what gambling at this point online isn't crypto related. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay, when I say gambling is cool, well, to be fair, my online gambling is dollars, but for the most part, it isn't crypto. Even the places that I gamble at have crypto options. Um, Exactly. So even if like you're not using crypto, like the site tangentially or is like beginning to transition into crypto. uh, And it's like, we already know the only uses for crypto is to like build the underwater city of rapture and like make sure there's like 10 new Epstein islands. Like, like other than that, like, I'm just not sure. I'm not sure what purpose any of this serves. Yeah. I mean, it's becoming increasingly like wealth consolidation in a really gross way. Um, although to be fair, like, so is society. Um, damn, but it, yeah. Hey, we live in it. Um, but yeah, it is a bit of a a mess in that respect. I would also um, say too that all these people who are who are multimillionaire streamers because twelve year olds watch them and like view them as a hero, I do fundamentally think there is, you know, a certain responsibility to that. You are making your fortune off children. There's a responsibility to that in the same way if you're the host of fucking blues clues. And let's be real, when you're a multimillionaire, gambling streams is not the only way you can make money. That's you true. Could, you could, you could be, you could buy houses like BlackRock. You could, uh, you could do all sorts of things. You could just like, put your money in a fucking box and it will just appreciate it in, in value. You know, like put it in like a fucking savings account, like a, a risk-free investment. So it's like when I see these guys who are raking in multi-millions a year and then they're just like stacking an extra mill on top of that to get like a 13-year-old into into crypto is just like very, very bleak to me and makes me think that the male streamers right now are doing worse things than the horse. I, give me a horse. Right. Give me an ear lick meta 
any day of the week over whatever this is. Right. Well, that's the, the thing, right? I mean, this is you've gotten to a core tension of the world here, which is that like people got mad at women for like being hot in hot tubs or just being weird in hot tubs or putting on a weird mask and making strange sounds into a strange like flashlight shaped microphone or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. These dudes are like going to ruin children's lives and they're consolidating wealth in the hands of people who would rather have it serve no purpose at all than let it do things like fix bridges that are breaking. Um, And it's like a much more accepted practice. And if that's sort of like the essential gender problem, like or an element of the gender of the way that we think about gender as a society is like the the toxic elements of what these dudes are doing doesn't fucking matter. It's whatever, um, because that toxicity is okay. But the idea of like women expressing themselves in ways that are weird is like unbearable. Um, And that sucks. Yeah. Um, Ban them all. Wow. (laughs) Well, okay. Yeah, we need we need to shut down twitch.tv until we figure out what the hell's going on. We need to shut down twitch.tv until we figure out how to get more subs towards the tomb room. That's true. (laughs) They have to go somewhere. These numbers aren't as high as they should be. I know I'm very smart. (laughs) I'm very savvy. (laughs) Um, Did you see his new rally that he did (laughs) his first time back? Oh, damn. He's like it it was like it was like watching someone. It was like watching someone actively be like in every moment, be like, do I still like this? (laughs) (laughs) He also lost like 25 pounds from not being on Twitter. He looks like super skinny. Probably lipo, obviously. I feel like he dies of it. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe he like, yeah, he starts to, he starts to, yeah. Folks stay fat. um, Twitter's the only thing keeping him alive. Yeah. Hopefully he runs out of steam soon. Um, Speaking of steam. It's very hot in Portland, like you said. Yeah, it is very hot. It's so hot that video game designers can't make their games even in their expensive AC offices. Is that true? Yeah. I mean, listen, it's like it it is incredibly hot. One thing that is annoying to me is the people who complain the most about it are like tweeting from an AC office um, that has like, you know, probably a built in Starbucks they get for free or whatever. Uh, But like, yeah, I mean, it is it is murderously hot. And um, as someone who lived in Texas for four years that has sort of at least an understanding that it gets hot there once a year. The West coast has no understanding of that. They haven't built any type of house that can withstand any type of heat. Most people don't have air conditioning in their homes. Uh, And yeah, we just, every year we think that that's not going to happen again and it's murder. It sucks. Yeah. And it's really devastating in the Pacific Northwest. So I just wanted to give a quick shout out to our friend, Rowdy Burns who not only God damn it. is dealing with this heat and suffering under the heat dome, but who also rode 14 miles around a mountain bike and a trail around a lake in 100 degree weather. And if you want proof, you can go to Strava.com slash athletes slash 219-12420, just like the weed number, to see Rowdy Burns biking around a 14 mile trail in the middle of the heat dome. I really hope he survived. And if anyone from Anonymous is listening, if we could do some sort of DDoS attack or something to take down the Strava website, uh, that'd be good. All right. Um, yeah. And then then Rowdy couldn't ask me to read things on the then what would Rowdy ask me to read? Because he'd still ask me to read things. Something tells me Rowdy would would start a new app. Start a new app. Just call it Rowdy with no no uh 
to RWD1. Whoa. Um, all right, do you want to do another news story? Or you want to hear about these other two games? Tell me, tell me about a game. Okay, so the last one is what I mentioned briefly last week called Wildermyth, which is this procedurally generated uh, story stuff. Um, it's it's like an XCOM. It's XCOM and it's gameplay. It's it's isometric tactics. You're taking cover. You're shooting bows and arrows. You're casting mm-hmm. spells. You got a sword. Mm-hmm. People can die, and they do sometimes, and it's brutal. And it's very fun because of a couple things about it that I really like. One is that throughout the game, the things that happen at individual places you go or interactions between your characters are procedurally generated based on various like stats and traits they have. Hmm. So there's a lot of like really unique interactions and unique character building. And it does a lot of the stuff that like I do, for instance, when I'm playing XCOM, which is like makeup backstory about my guys. Mm-hmm. Like the game makes right. they, that builds that into the game, which is kind of fun. Oh, and it's random each time. That's fun. Yeah. And then your people who survive each little campaign that you do, whether you're doing the story ones or one of the totally random ones, um, gets to live on as like a legend or whatever. And you can pull them back out of legend status. Oh, that's cool. And then they can start like a little bit buffed in the next thing. I like that. And it's looking very Paper Mario yeah, as it's well. Very Paper Mario. It's very storybooky. Its whole vibe is very like this is the stories of the land collected in a spooky book. Hmm. Um, and it's really fun. It's. It's it's pretty easy to pick up and go. It gets pretty challenging um, and things vary in really cool ways. Like I had one lady who uh, died, but she bounded with the forest. When she died, a tree just grew on the square she died on in the battle map. Um, oh, wow. Beautiful. And, and then another guy soul bonded with a tortoise. So when he died, he just became a tortoise. Oh, my God. Is that an option in life for you or me? <laughs> I mean, maybe if we find this special waterfall. <laughs> um, God damn. But yeah, it's it's really fun. It's really cool tactic stuff. Um, I was playing it here's, so much. Here's my here's my take visually after looking at it a little bit. Now, one thing about XCOM is that the maps are are, are large and have different levels of height. And yeah, like the height's movement. the big difference. All, all these rooms feel very tight. I'm not really noticing sensing like a sense of XCOM some as of them, much as I am just sort of like a front to front battle. Some of them are bigger. Um, a lot of them are in like caves. And so those become kind of narrow and tricky that way. But mm-hmm. there's some that are in towns where you have to navigate around. Like there's like four houses that are each relatively big. And you have to go around those and navigate. Maybe the XCOM stuff is more in the character design, like the character stuff and like the yeah. the permadeath. The gameplay is a little bit more like, I guess, like Jagged Alliance or something that's a little bit more condensed because it is a little it is smaller. Um, the rooms look very tight to me in a way where it's like how much of it is based on like positioning. Positioning can yeah. be pretty important because there's like cover and distance and angling. Okay. Um, so you have to worry about a lot of that stuff. Um, uh, and yeah, it can be pretty tough and pretty fun. Um, I would say the smallness of the maps can be a little bit frustrating just because either a lot of the fights end up either with like bottlenecks that are pretty easy to handle or you get surrounded in a really dumb way. It's really difficult to handle. And I mean, obviously like balancing, like preventing those bad things from happening is part of the game. But also mm-hmm. it can just be a little frustrating because you're in like this tiny space and you can just get squeezed on. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, this, this one looks interesting, but I like the other one you showed me earlier. That was that was yeah. square based. Yeah, the Dark Deity is a little bit more straight up. If This is really fun if you like want to get really invested in these weirdos and their stories and really follow them and like 
Like mm-hmm. I had one character I got really invested in because she met a star goddess and was slowly turning into stars. So after every chapter, another part of her body became stars. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was like a cool, totally random, like random non-scripted story that just built out through playing the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and like that shit really appeals to me and is really fun. And I think you could get really into that. But I think straight up, if you're if your thing is like challenging tactics, battle stuff, then mm-hmm. I think Dark Deity is probably more the thing. Because this the proc gen is the real hook on this game in a way that Dark Deity just, just truly does not give a shit about. Dark Deity is like all scripted mm-hmm. and tactics fighting. Right, right. Um, okay, interesting. Uh, yeah, something about the art style this one is interesting to me, but it doesn't grab me as much I as... I don't uh, like paper cutout stuff, to be honest. I, it has a real four babies vibe to me, sort right. of. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. this game, the four babiesness of it doesn't feel good because this is like fighting and scary stuff and like... It doesn't quite mesh the way you'd want it to. I'm trying to be I'm trying to be treated like a teen, okay? Yeah. Which is why the last game we'll talk about, whenever you want to talk about it, is gonna be that one treats you like a teen, baby. All right, we'll end on that because uh I just have another just small story. Uh and this one is uh about money and Twitch again, but this one really, really turned my head because uh Facebook has been trying to everyone's trying to do get into the streaming thing youtube facebook instagram they're all seeing all this money and all these people who want to watch video games but the thing is is like twitch still has sort of a stranglehold on the market because the biggest thing i think about social media in general is that like we almost prefer our different types of content to be like isolated to different apps you know, like you go to your Instagram to see pictures, you go to Twitter to see tweets and you go to Facebook to like make fun of like the last six people on there. Like it, it's just they definitely it, do it, like, their own specific like ecosystem and vibe for sure. And you and no one really likes it when one of the apps tries to be all things to all people. Right. Like everyone made a lot of fun of like Twitter adding fleets like Instagram stories or whatever. Yeah. And like people rarely use it. People like, and and the same really goes for, for live streaming, you know, people go to Twitch when they want to see a live stream. Um, and also Twitch has just because of that monopoly has the most community, uh, out of all these other sites that are, that are trying to get into it. Um, but Facebook has made sort of a big, big play by saying that if you stream on Facebook gaming, you're going to get 100% of your sub money until Whoa. 2023, which is huge. Um, this is massive in comparison to Twitch, which literally takes half my sub money. Damn. Well, yeah. is the tumor moving to Facebook? Are you about to become a Zuck? I mean, I might have to get Zucked up. Um, like it's, 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 it's a weird thing though, because let me, let me get into a few more of these details uh, about it give first, me, give me the deets. It, it, but it's, um, it's bad because on Twitch, they fuck you. They take half your fucking money. It's fucking gross. It's disgusting. And it's wrong. Once you become partnered on Twitch, based on how big you are, you can argue for a better cut percentage. So some of the biggest Twitch streamers probably are only giving away like 20% of their cut, maybe 30, 
maybe even less for some people, but you get to argue your deal at that point. Me, they're not even responding to my emails. They're not approving my emotes. So I, I'm not there yet. <laughs> um, but there are some caveats as well to streaming on Facebook gaming. One of them is that you have to meet eligibility requirements as a Facebook gaming streamer that are basically even harder than becoming Twitch partner. Hmm. You have to have 10,000 followers and 250 plus return viewers and either 50,000 post engagements or 180,000 watch minutes in the prior 60 days. That legit, that means that you have to be a really big streamer. So you have to be a legit streamer and ask a bunch of people to move to Facebook with to you. move to Facebook gaming. So that's the whole trick here is yeah. that they're like, oh, we're not going to work. We're, big streamers come here. You get 100% of your sub money for the next two or three years. Um, but you have to have a huge audience to like build out our platform, essentially, is yeah. the thing. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I could go to Facebook like, gaming right now and get fucking zilch, you know? That's maybe their move then is to get these kind of like big, but not the biggest people over there to try to make them like you can go over there and become big fish in small pond pretty fast. And then mm -hmm. like the idea I think is, hey, this is your chance to like really bet on yourself. Middle tier Twitch guy. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know if that's like a real thing that will go well for um, anyone. But but it's like, let's be real. Facebook doesn't exactly have an incredible track record here in terms of like trustworthiness with content. I mean, Facebook single handedly destroyed Internet sketch comedy, uh, a fact that I'm still a little salty over because it was one of the only career routes for a sketch comedian. And that was absolutely decimated by Facebook inflating views on videos. Yes, there was a huge pivot to video and a huge shift from posting on like YouTube to posting on Facebook because these insane amount of views were being calculated for videos that would get a, a tenth of that on the other platforms. They're like, everyone's watching them on Facebook. Turns out, no, those views were completely a lie, completely faked, fabricated, sometimes by like 80% um, to the point where like, it like destroyed industries that just weren't making any money from it anymore. And it's, I mean, it's like, it's, it was like the equivalent of like firebombing an entire industry and like no one went to jail for it. It's really, really crazy. It's like just absurd amounts of fraud. Um, and they're doing the same exact thing again with live streaming. Um, you know, uh, they've previously inflated the video view stats. Uh, and most recently, Facebook shortchanged a number of creators on ad revenue. They chalked it up to a technical issue uh, in response to investigation. Uh, but, you know, it's 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 all just like if you're going over to Facebook or really to any of these platforms, it's all of these numbers, all of these things that can make or break your career. Like they could all be a lie. Like it is yeah. could just be someone turning the dial up. Yeah. Facebook has a real history of fudging the numbers and in a way that affects other people. And like, I mean, so many people we know and and, and that like from media stuff lost their jobs because like websites cut their writing staff to hire more like Facebook producers and well, and like companies cut their video production staff because they couldn't make money off of YouTube anymore because everyone's going to Facebook. And then it turned out that that was all bullshit made up and a bunch of people just got totally fucked. And that sucks. 
Yeah, and and now look at what Facebook is. No one posts any type of content on there anymore, and it is just the worst last people on there still posting, and like obviously your old parents and aunts and shit, Um, but no one's on there anymore. No one's producing content for Facebook in the way that they produce their personal brand for Instagram or, 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 you know, Twitter or TikTok. Like no one's fucking on there anymore. And so, yeah, it's, it just seems like, it seems like there's going to be these big offers from other platforms, but until there is a trusted sense that streamers of all types and content creators of all types will be treated fairly somewhere then like that's the only way that people are going to get pulled over right like and this, also the ui suck for all these this is also illustrative of what we we're talking about with twitch last week is that like the only time twitch really gets heat in a serious way is when they make it make the rules feel ambiguous or arbitrary um as long as the rules are clear and make sense like People are like, this is the platform. I'm allowed to do this. There are clear rules of what I can do and what I can't do. And I'll make my content that fits in this zone. And like, we're doing it and we're rolling and I'll just try my best. And people like that because there are clear rules because this is the space for that because they can watch other people trying along with them and all that shit. But as soon as, you know, Twitch is like, uh, yes, hot tubs, no hot tubs, hot tubs with commercials. Never mind. No commercials. Yes, hot tubs, no hot tubs. Uh, please stop the ASMR. Like that erodes that faith in the platform in a way that like that's when they start to get like real heat. Yeah, I I just yeah, I, it's and like you can't get that a, trust if you're Facebook for obvious reasons. Yeah, it's it's a weird time, and, and it's like all these people are gonna try their own live streaming, but I I, I don't know. I, it still seems to me like how I started this conversation is like people go to different areas of the internet for different things and they don't kind of like all their content. It's like different types of food and like you kind of don't want them all mixing on one plate. It is at least the way that I've been noticing how people engage with content. And I'm, I'm not sure if you agree with that. No, or not, no there's definitely a, like a, a real division of sort of what people expect and go to places for on the internet. I go, I go to watch an hour long troll debate on YouTube. I don't do that on Instagram or Twitter. You know, I find, I go to certain places to find that content and I kind of like it that way. I don't know. I don't think there would be a functional app that hosts every type of content. Right. I think that would just be gross. Yeah. This is sort of what I was getting is each of these apps were like made with like a certain type of content in mind. Yeah. So the places where their rules are really clear and there's like a stable understanding of what the site is is that shit and every time they add stuff inevitably it's confusing and it's weird and they don't really know how to do it and they mix things up and it ends up bad and so people don't go there for that and so you have these like base trust which is like yeah twitch i trust to do live streaming youtube i trust to do video hosting facebook i trust to have racist rants for my uncle like mm-hmm. twitter i know i'll see jokes instagram i know i'll see pictures tiktok i know i'll see dudes on roller coasters like eating food at the same time like these are the things you'll find in places and it's good to know that, or it's like, it's, we know that it'd be good if the companies knew that because every time they try to expand on those things, it ends up disastrous for a bunch of people. Yeah. It ends up it, Chernobyl. Yeah. One of the worst world disasters ever. Yeah. So bad it poisoned wine in Switzerland to the point that it's extremely valuable to buy pre Chernobyl wines. Oh, wait, does the, does the, it poisoned it? Like it would kill you? No, it just like changed the nature of the dirt in such a oh, way that the yeah. wine no longer is quite as good as it once was. Damn. Um, Wrecked. Yeah. Eat it, Switzerland. Uh, that's what you get for housing Nazi gold. Um, yeah, so, that's our job. <laughs> yeah, that's America's job. <laughs> um, okay, so the last game that I played this weekend 
is Scarlet Nexus, a big PS4 or 5 release. Um, now, this is for teens, right? This is very for teens. It's extremely anime. It's anime in its visual style. It's anime in its plot. And it's anime in its content. It looks and feels a lot like a Tales game, like Tales of Vesperia. Mm-hmm. Um, and it plays that way too, where you're kind of running around and you get into a fight and the fights like in a little fight area and you do a little action RPG, jumpy dodge, yeah. use your powers. Um, the jumpy dodge, use your powers, that stuff. I think you'd be very into, it's a little bit, it's more similar, slim down than like a dark souls or a stranger of paradise, obviously, but it is mm. very fun. It's a very, it's a dodge game, not a, a parry game. So it's a lot of flying around the screen. Cool. Is um, it, I'm getting some Genshin Impact vibes from the the, the female lead here, um, um, but that's just normal anime shit. Yeah, that's it's, just, it, it's more brutal though. Yeah, it's more brutal. There's like there's some there's good there's good fighting, some dark turns. You have a cool site. There's a cool thing where you have a cyber or a telekinetic power, so you can like move things around with your mind and use that to do fighting. And then you also have like teammates who have different like psychokinesis powers, and so like the first teammate you get has like fire power. So like you can set things on fire using their power and stuff like that. And then other teammates show up and you can use all kinds of different powers intermixed. And that can be very fun combo wise and whatnot. Okay. So it's like a hack and slash game. It looks a little it's, bit of devil may cry. Uh, it's, it's not quite that because it's not as like, I mean, at least as far as I am, it's not so like level full of bad guys, chop, 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 chop. It's like mm. each, it's like there's like encounters that you'll hit in like that action RPG kind of way where it's like, you turn the corner and like you're in a room and there's like four bad guys got to beat them. Then you beat them. Then it's like, now you can go on to move forward or whatever. Okay. Like cool. Kind of final fantasy 70. The remake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. For sure. Okay, cool. No, yeah, I'm getting some final fantasy seven vibes off this. Um, and it's fun. It's fun. It's got a cool, it does cutscenes in like a fun manga way where it's like stills, like dramatized stills. Um, and it's got like a cool story that I hear gets really crazy as it goes on. Um, and it's very fun. It's a very fun game. It's a very strange world. It's very cool. I think you'd like it. Um, it's 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 kind of hard for me to take. It's hard for me to take anime game stories seriously when like the characters feel so non-distinct. Yeah, and is that fair to say? Like when, when like when like it just seems to me like I'm like I'm like experiencing a clone of a clone when like all the faces just look so similar to other games. I like it's like you know Cloud doesn't look similar to that many characters. Um, if I saw Guts from Berserk, uh, you know he doesn't look similar to other characters, at least in my opinion, in terms of his face and stuff like that. I'm like all these characters are lacking a face. Yeah, no, these guys do have the sort of shiny. Just sort of the sort of clone like vacantness yeah, to them. Yeah, it's it's they're more expressive in the game, I think, um, yeah. than most but it games. Is, it's hard for me to get invested in those stories. I really have to say. Yeah, I think that's fair. They do a good job of trying to make. Uh, there's good voice acting. And they do a good job of like animating the faces to make them pretty expressive and like emotive. But you are 100 percent right that all of them fall into that like shiny, smooth anime face, like very little specific detail. Um kind of guys for sure. And that can definitely be a, a fair barrier, to like narrative uh, engagement. But I think it's, it's really fun. The mechanic, it's mechanically very cool. It's fun to like, throw things around with your brain. It's fun to dodge a lot. Um, yeah. There's cool, I mean, like, cool you know, like monsters. Yakuza, like a dragon, not a game that I truly loved, but I still remember all the characters faces. Like they had that iconic, like it was an iconic crew. Yeah. Um, and, that and, respect, and that allowed this me to get very into the story much, more. In that respect, this is very much like a, like a trails game, like they are distinct from each other. Like they're easy to tell apart, but they are also all pretty like 
generic within the genre to a certain degree, at least in terms of their look. I think the characters themselves are a little more detailed, like like their sort of wants and needs and, and sort of personalities mm-hmm. are a little more detailed than usual. But if, like visually, I think you're pretty right that they do fall into that category of like, well, these kind of just look like all the other guys in these kind of games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what'd you play this one on? Uh, PS5, baby. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, Let's go. And it's fun. Damn, dude. PS5 is looking so so sick. I, I moved my PS5 to the big TV and it's oh, not yeah. 4K, but but playing Ratchet and Clank even in 1080. Wow. Yeah. Wow, no, wow, I wow. mean, I think I think one thing we tell people tell themselves a little bit much is that like 4K is more than big. Like is more, the, there's a point where bigness is more important than resolution um, and like vice versa. Like. I mean, I like my TV a lot, but like a, I would rather have a TV this big at 1080 than a TV 12 inches smaller at four, 4k, I think. Interesting. Yeah. There, there really is something to it. Like I was playing a little bit of ratchet on my, on my, you know, on my computer screen here and it was, it was, it was cool. It looked good, but it, I really wasn't like, it wasn't as breathtaking as it was when I, when I put it on that, on that big guy there. Um, yeah. And just, uh, I'm almost done with ratchet and, uh, I just wanted a little update there. Story keeps getting worse. Um, really bad story. Uh, probably the biggest miss of the game, still a game you have to play. Um, because it feels so good and looks so good. But man, that this story is just really lacking and reminds me why the Ratchet and Clank's franchise hasn't stayed relevant through these decades. It's because they're not strong storytellers. Um, and, and like that ultimately is the big problem um, with the franchise. Sometimes they hit it highs and there are good moments in this game and like there are, there are great moments in Ratchet and Clank 1 but holy fuck like this story is really bad yeah well I, I, I mean I believe it I haven't really played it a ton since we talked about it uh, I played it a little bit I poked at it but the story it is as much as I was defending the story it's not like propulsive like I don't I don't hate the scenes I find each individual scene to be like fine and engaging but I don't play through it being like I gotta know what happens next um, yeah. And I kind of need that in those kind of games to like push me through the puzzles and platforming, you know, there's like that one other thing. And like they're building up this like intro where Ratchet and Rivet from multi- from alternate dimensions and girl clank and boy clank, they're they're going to finally meet and they meet and it's one of the worst scenes I've ever seen in a video game. And then it just doesn't matter at all. And it's just like the game. The game just cannot tell even the most basic of kids' stories, uh, and 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 I, I would say that it it sticks out more when it's in this incredibly polished game where everything else is operating at a very high level. It's like, oh yeah, you guys didn't really think much about this, did you? Um, but still a great game. Just cannot cannot wait to beat it tonight. Still, um, yeah. Well, hell yeah. I'm excited to hear about the ending of it and how you feel, how it finally pays off for you emotionally to get to the end of this PS five venture. Uh, one, one thing that did blow my mind though, is there's a cantina bar scene in ratchet and clang. Everything has uh, to have like, a fucking cantina scene now, dude. It, it has a cantina bar scene and that, that level is, is truly like a visual splendor and filled with incredible jokes. There is a sheep at the bar just like a sheep standing on its hind legs, like having a drink at the bar. Um, And you realize after looking at the lore card that that sheep is the original villain from Ratchet and Clank one that was turned into a sheep. 
Uh, and so there's like a lot of fun lore that things like good. that. That's like, oh yeah, this is awesome. That's Drex. That's, that's fun. great. Uh, and, and so, yeah, th there's fun stuff like that in there. It's definitely a game that like I still am taking in a lot. There's so much in each level. Um, but folks, that, that was an hour. That was a long game. That was four a long games, game. Two news stories. Three news stories. I think stories. we solved this. We solved a lot of oh, problems. Oh, two new stories in Brittany is what we did. We solved a lot of problems. That's the key. We figured yeah. out a whole new TV show that we that we got to get made. Oh, yeah. What was that again? How, how did this get laid? How did this get laid? You got to yeah. get that off the ground. Put that with the game wall and the list of perfect Game Boys trademark inventions. Um, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, no. Just follow, follow us on follow us on our social media accounts. Yeah, do we put those in the do we put those in the episode description ever? No, but I can. We'll start doing that. Okay. I'll put like your your Twitter and my Twitter. Yeah. All right. I'll put a lot of links in there. Pornhub, a few other ones. I'll, porn I'll, stuff. I'll link it up. Ask Jeeves. I'll link it up. Um the only thing I'm gonna plug this week is uh we did the test of Shin Megami 10 stream on Sunday and it was really fun. Um it drove forest nearly insane because those games are inscrutable at first. Um, so who's playing the game? We're switching off. Okay. You're in the same room. Yeah. Wow. Um, um but and uh, how was the technical difficulties? Any any technical difficulties? Oh, a bunch for the first about 25 minutes, but then we got it rock and roll. Nice. Um beat the first boss, having a great time. We're gonna get back at it, hopefully get into like the really insane parts of the game next uh, on Thursday. So you'll probably hear this on Wednesday, so it'll be coming out. So we'll be doing this Thursday, July 1st. Um, at I think 7.30 p.m. Central, which would be 5.30 Pacific, 8.30 Eastern. Um, and that will be at twitch.tv slash Forrest G. Walker, F-O-R-R-E-S-T, G. Walker, Forrest Walker. Um, and so check that out. Come hang out with us because it's fun and stupid. And these are games a lot of people haven't played that they should think about but probably shouldn't actually play. And Facebook, if you're willing to ante up some cash, we'll switch this show to Facebook Gaming. Yeah. You, you make the call any moment, okay? That's true. Facebook, this is for you. And also, of course, but speaking of other of other platforms, check out Haley on Instagram and on YouTube at Eat Every Sound. And check her out on the Memory Static podcast when she appears. Mm -hmm. Yep. And um, follow Mark Zuckerberg on Twitter, everyone. Follow Mark Zuckerberg. See you later.